Welcome to Career Tools. This week, Creativity Basics. The questions this cast answers are, how can I be more creative? How do I deal with brainstorms? And how do I get more ideas? Finally, after years of waiting, The Effective Manager in book form is available at Amazon and Barnes & Noble and your other retail booksellers, as well as signed copies are available on our website, manager-tools.com. If you want to know the basics of how to manage others effectively in book format, including Kindle and ebook format as well, we encourage you to buy, read, and then implement the guidance in The Effective Manager. So for everyone who feels that they're not creative, this is the cast for you. We, this week, we're going to talk about creativity. And with me this week is Sarah Sentes, one of our associate presenters. And we're going to talk about creativity because there's a lot of people who feel like, oh, creativity is something somebody else has. They're born with it. They're naturally artistic. They're naturally able to come up with good ideas. And It's not really true. That ability to come up with something from nothing, a page of words when there was nothing there, or a picture, or some invention that you didn't know you needed, like an iPad, until you saw it. Those people often can't describe what they do. They can't describe how they come up with those innovations or those ideas or that painting or whatever. And because it can't be described, other people think, well, I can't learn it. I don't have it naturally and I can't learn it. But it's not true. Like maths and English, some people have a natural ability, but but it can be learned. All behaviours can be learned if you can break down the skills. And so this week we're going to talk about some of the tricks, I guess, to get you started. And once you get started, then creativity builds on itself. That blank page is the worst thing ever when you're writing once you get some words on there then it becomes easier so that's what we're talking about just the getting started things this week so sarah do you want to tell us the outline yeah absolutely so today's outline is we're going to start by talking about preparing for brainstorming followed by asking ourselves what if then we'll discuss using yes and followed by combining ideas Yes. Excellent. Brainstorming is usually one of those things that happens instantly. You're in a meeting and someone says, let's brainstorm ideas on that. You have to do it right now. But if you're one of the people who likes to think before they speak or wants to be sure because before they give an opinion, doesn't like things that aren't accurate, you probably hate brainstorming because part of the point of it is that you throw everything at the wall and see which sticks. Um, And There'll be silly ideas, there'll be things that are wrong, there'll be things that are clearly stupid, and and that makes you probably uncomfortable. And your brain is so busy saying, I'm uncomfortable, that's wrong, why would you do that? And I can't think of any ideas, that you can't think of any ideas. But the people that are good at it, they may have a natural ability, just like maths and languages, but they also have things that their brain is doing that your brain is not doing. And you can teach your brain to do those kinds of things. So, Sarah, what do you do when you get an invitation to a meeting like New Product Ideas 2017 to 2020? Well, in order to prepare um, for a meeting like that, obviously you do have some time and 
you as an individual, you know some of those ideas. You know some of the product ideas for the 2017 to the 2020. Um, and because of that, you're going to have some time to prepare. Now, if you're one of those people, as Wendy said, that doesn't necessarily like sharing ideas right off the cuff, what you could do is write a list in order to prepare in advance. You don't have to go ahead and be the first one to start the brainstorm. Uh, by doing that, you'll probably have a little more comfort and just jump in between people, add your ideas, because you're going to know some of the problems and what possible solutions there are. So you're just going to have your own mini brainstorm session in advance at your own pace and bring those results to the meeting with you. Now, it's actually pretty common for the people who are not really good at coming up ideas on their feet on the spot. They tend to come up with actually the best ideas. They tend to have logical minds. They provide simpler, more effective solutions. And because they've had time to sit on it, ponder about those ideas, then they've come up with ideas that are more well thought out than those individuals that come to the meeting with no preparation. Exactly. People think of me as creative because I write things, but actually Mike, who is a high C and probably doesn't like brainstorming, is much more creative than I am. I can do small hops. He does intuitive leaps to something you never even thought of. And part of the reason is he thinks about things beforehand. So he's he has kind of the time to go through ideas and pick the best ones. And part of it is because he has a logical brain. And so he says, In the, if this and this and this and this are true, then we can get to this. Uh, so it, don't worry if you're one of those people who has to prepare for brainstorming. That sounds like an oxymoron. It's often true that those people are the ones with the best ideas. And oftentimes, or I should say all the time, people don't know that you spend time preparing for the brainstorm. <laughs> no, you don't need to tell them. You can do it in secret. Absolutely. Myself, I am very comfortable just sharing ideas off the cuff. And as we'll talk about, many ideas that you come up with in those types of situations are quote unquote stupid ideas. But stupid ideas don't exist. It leads to better ideas. Yeah. So the next technique is ask what if. So once you know what the question is, or if you work in a jargon-filled workplace, what the problem space is, which is another way of describing what, what is the problem that we're trying to solve, or what's the question we're trying to answer, one way of creating ideas is to ask what if. And so the easiest way to show you how to do that is in an example. So let's say you're a manufacturer of cup holders for cars. Self-driving cars don't drink, so they don't need cup holders. So your business is going to go out of business. And your team has to come up with a new way of selling your cup holders to keep the company in business. So here's what we know. Cup holders are plastic discs with holes in them the size of an average cup, and they go in cars. And now we're going to start asking questions about each variable in turn. And Sarah, I'll put you on the spot. I'll ask the question and you can come up with the ideas. Absolutely. Sounds great. <laughs> so if a cup holder didn't hold a cup, what else could it hold? Well, a cup holder being a cup could contain a bowl of nuts, uh, bottles, cans we can dip things in like paint. 
Um, we could fill it in the bottom. We could use it to hold pens or makeup for women who are making their or doing their makeup, sorry, uh, on the way to work. Exactly. So what we've we've just taken one element, a cup holder holds a cup, and said, okay, if it's not holding a cup, what else could it hold? And Sarah came up with some ideas. And I think a cup holder that's filled in for you to do your makeup while your car is driving to work, I think that's awesome time saver. Okay, next one. If a cup holder wasn't a disc, what could it hold? Well... We could make it square so that it holds my McDonald's while I use my iPad or my phone. And we all love McDonald's, right? Or it could hold my paperwork uh, when I go between clients, things like that. Yeah, it could hold the map or um, the thing that they ask you for in the US when you get stopped, your driving license and registration. You could have it just there. Good Perfect. idea. Okay, if a cup holder wasn't made of plastic, what else could it be used for? Well, if it were steel, uh, it could hold things that expand outwards, for instance, uh, like a ball when you pump it or balloons when you put air in them. And it could go in much hotter places, uh, like holding a flavoring in an oven and to give it that baking smell for houses that are about to be sold, things like that. And so you can see what well, we're taking is each element in turn and saying what if that was different and trying to come up with things that don't necessarily make sense like why would you have a paint holder in a car you probably wouldn't but maybe you would have a paint holder somewhere else what if it had like one of those i don't know what they're called you know the sticky things that you have in bathrooms the round ones that suction holder if you could suction holder your painting to the wall while you were painting that would save some up and downs now I feel like a genius. I should go to Bed Bath & Beyond because that's the place where you find things that you never knew you needed. As okay. on TV. <laughs> Next question. If a cup holder wasn't the right size for cups, what else could it hold? It could hold hair dryers when you're not using them. Mm -hmm. um, it could use power tools if it wasn't attached to a workbench. Brooms when you stack them up in a closet utensils next to the stove things like that oh, i love that you can just like put your hand out instead of having to reach over to the other side which is where i keep my utensils it looks pretty but it's useless okay one more if a cup holder wasn't in a car where else could it go it could go in buses could go in trains uh, golf buggies airplanes i would love airplanes uh, bikes scooters how about one on the back of our truck so that when you're loading and unloading things, you have somewhere to put your drink. See, my movers would have loved that. Right? Because you have to keep putting the bottle of water down. It's frustrating. Right. And you know those shopping carts at mm -hmm. the grocery store? There's a cup holder. There is. And you know what? There's another cup holder that holds the flowers, which is essentially the same thing. But it, it's for flowers. Like right. if you buy a bunch of flowers. So there's all sorts of things. And some of these ideas are ridiculous, and that is okay. Creativity doesn't start with the perfect idea. It starts with lots of ideas which gradually become the perfect idea. So you might take, you know, the idea of needing to eat your McDonald's while your self-driving car drives you to work and transform that into a delivery car that has a, a bunch of those square boxes and, and it has a delivery for each person that's on your route and they all keep the food warm 
rather than the driver having to go back to the restaurant each time. It's still a silly idea, but, you know, it, it's closer to maybe something that would be useful and profitable. One of our rules here at, uh, at Manager Tools is the brainstorming rule. And basically what brainstorming the brainstorming rule says, or the peanut butter rule, sorry, is that any idea you throw out in the course of brainstorming, whether or not it's ridiculous, like the word peanut butter for a cup holder, it is a good idea. It's one that should be, should be captured. Mm-hmm. So for instance, if throughout the course of brainstorming, Wendy were to say something like peanut butter, maybe to me, in my brain, that would spark an idea like, oh, you know what peanut butter reminds me of? Uh, I have a friend, Skip. We went to college together. We called him peanut butter though, because Skippy peanut butter, right? uh-huh. it was funny. And he's been working with cars. Maybe he has some other ideas that he's pondered about what you could do. Exactly. And so peanut butter means nothing, and yet it's the route to a good idea, or at least someone to ask. Okay, let's try the next one. So the next one is yes and, and it's different to the yes and rather than yes but uh, rules of conversation, and there's another podcast about that. This is kind of specific to idea generation. And it's usually attributed to improv, which is a kind of theatre which is unscripted. The actors are given a scene or they're given an idea and they just have to build off it to make something that lasts 10 or 15 minutes and is usually funny. So they have no idea what's going to happen. And so they're instructed to say yes and, because if they say yes but, or if they say no, it's much harder for another actor to pick up from that. You want to always be giving the actor, the other actor you're working with, another idea to work from. It's a bit like the medicine ball concept as well. You don't say to someone's question, if someone says, how's the weather? And you say, fine. There's no nowhere for them to go. But if you say... It's fine today, but I heard there's going to be thunderstorms tomorrow. Then there's something to go. There's something for the other person to pick up in that conversation. So to use this idea, you start with the previous person's idea and you say yes and. Uh, So we'll demonstrate it again. Let's go alternately, Sarah. So you can start with Ruby and I'll go with Stephen. All right. Well, we could put cup holders in buses. Yes, and we could put a slot for your ticket so the conductor can see it easily and you don't have to go searching through your purse every time. Yes, and we could hang them from the railings for people who are standing up. Oh, that's cool. And we can make bigger ones and people can put their their backpacks in them so they don't like keep bashing each other in the face with them. Yes, and we could use them for trash cans too, multi-purpose. Oh, that's just genius. It's genius. I don't know why people aren't already doing that. Exactly. (laughs) And again, some of the ideas are ridiculous. Like, I can't imagine hanging drinks from the hanging rail on a bus. But we're jump-starting your creativity and not looking for the perfect idea right away. Not looking for the perfect solution. We're just trying to get the brain moving along new routes. So the last one is combine ideas. All right. This technique is commonly used in movies and startup pitches. So you start with one idea that everybody knows and then add something unrelated to it. So for example, what is the Uber of cup holders? Well, cup holders, which come 
with your drink and fit in a car. When you finished with it, someone else picks it up and takes it from you to someone else who needs one. It sounds like hard work, but that is the Uber of cup holders. Okay, let's do what's the Amazon of cup holders? All right, well, the Amazon of cup holders, personalized cup holders that are available in every size and color with free two day shipping. Of course. Like, because you can wait two days for a cup holder. Okay, uh, what is the iPad of cup holders? Ah, cup holders with Siri built in. Mm-hmm. And she can remind you when to drink your drink. And, oh, when it's the optimum temperature yeah. for drinking. So you don't end up with cups of cold coffee when yes. you, you, forgot, you made it and forgot to drink it? Yeah, I like this idea. <laughs> I want this. Okay, what's the grocery store of cup holders? Cup holders with pre-filled with your drink or your snack preference. Yeah, that would be cool. Like you could just put them into the car and then just snap them in somehow. And then snap them out and throw the trash away. Like, and then they wouldn't move. Genius. Genius. And you see this idea a lot in products. So there was a time when you could only buy yogurt pre-mixed. It would come in the container and the fruit would be in there and the yogurt would be in there and it was all mixed together. But then I think Muller came out with those corner packs where... It's a square container and it's divided. There's a little divider that divides it into two differently sized triangles. And in the big triangle is the is the yogurt. And in the small tri- triangle is the fruit. And you just flip, the, flip it on the divider and the fruit goes into the yogurt and you can mix it yourself. And, you know, when I was writing about this and thinking about this for this cast, I was thinking... That is the most ridiculous thing in the world. Why on earth would people want to do that, like to mix it themselves? They end up with the same result. I guess if you like the fruit in a nice layer on the top. But anyway, so those were the only products that were sold that way. And But now you can get cottage cheese and fruit. So you can mix them. Nutella, one side, and pretzel sticks for on the other side. So you can have a little snack. And there's one that's hair conditioner on one side and this kind of additive thing that's special for your hair that you add at the last minute and it activates the conditioner. So that package, that way of selling something spread once people could see that package and think, okay, how can I apply that to my business? And this is one of the easiest ways of being creative because you see an idea and then you say, okay, how can I make that work in my business? If you are uh, making detergent, for example, what, what could be in either of those little triangles? Like those small ones, those little bubble packs uh-huh. that are divided. Oh, they are. You're right. Yeah. And then when they dissolve in your wash or in your dishwasher, then it mixes there as opposed to you having to go through the steps of pouring in the two different liquids. Exactly. And that's so much hard work. Yes. (laughs) And when you're talking about it, it does sound ridiculous. But I have those because then I don't have to think about anything. It's, It's a time over money thing. This is one of the easiest ways to be creative, but any of these will work. And any of them you can do in advance if you know you're going to a session where ideas are going to be required. Right. Guys, practice also helps. So when you're just sitting there, you're waiting in line for an elevator, waiting in traffic, which we all are all the time, 
use one of the techniques on something around you. You'll get better fast looking at, I don't know, the lamppost. Well, what else could a lamppost hold? Yeah. It could be a plant holder. It could. You could you could have little things on it with directions. Like like not not directions, not like signposts, but like a something on paper that you could take away so that you if you were lost as a tourist, it took you to particular places. Just in case GPS wasn't working. Good plan. Because I, I have yeah. no internal GPS. Lost <laughs> all the time. So send us your ideas for lampposts. But this is a good game to play if you have kids in the car as well, or just anytime you're bored, just play it. And the more you play, the better you'll get. So thank you, Sarah. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, everyone. That's it for this week. I hope you'll come back next week. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want the how-tos of management wherever you are, check out the free Manager Tools mobile app. It's available on both iOS and Android devices. Go to the Apple Store or the Google Play Store and download the Manager Tools app. Just search for Manager Tools in the respective store or go to the Manager Tools website, www.manager-tools.com, and you'll find the links on the bottom of the homepage. Once you've installed the Manager Tools app, you'll have access to all the Manager Tools and Career Tools shows anytime, anywhere you want. With easy searching of podcasts by category, using the Map of the Universe, or using built-in search functions, it couldn't be easier. Additionally, if you're Manager Tools personal licensee, you'll have easy access to all the show notes right from the app whenever you want. Go to the App Store and download the Manage Tools mobile app. You'll be happy you did. <laughs>